hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the door. I got to go. Those boys had better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. Okay, let's continue on. So this is Isaac talking. Number four. That, that's number four. Now, please come near that I may feel you, my son. Whether you are really my son, Esau, or not. So Jacob went near to... I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to think about what Isaac would be thinking right now. If, if he really thought that this was his son, would he be asking all right. these questions? I mean, granted, what is he, 175 years old? And he's pretty rickety at this point. But I don't think he's thinking this is um, Esau. I think, I think he's thinking this doesn't sound right. Doesn't right. sound right to me. Right. It does say he was blind, though. Now, as far as how, to what extent, it actually doesn't say. It just says he was blind. So, I mean, today people are legally blind when they, you know, can't see three feet in front of them, six feet in front of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you can be, be legally blind and not get a license. If you, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like the, everything's fuzzy, like they like you know glasses or surgery can't fix it, and like but you can only see like five or ten feet in front of you, and then it gets fuzzy after that. Oh, so they literally like li yep. they live their life in fuzziness. So honestly, wow. what this sounds like to me, Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> what? Think about it. <laughs> what? You you uh, think? Oh, wh wh what is this? This. This, your teeth and everything else. <laughs> like, if you go through it, like, it, it legitimately sounds like Little Red Riding Hood to me. Okay, so let's let's keep going through it. Let's think of Little Red Riding Hood while we're reading this. Please come. Oh, my please. gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, Wayne caught it. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't hear what he said, but when you said Little Red Riding Hood, like, oh, what big... You have <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It sounds like Little Red Riding Hood, right? Okay, so all right. So verse twenty-two. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and felt him, and said, "The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau." Okay, that's lie. Number two. He didn't say. Or I'm sorry. Number five. He didn't say anything for that one. As far as that lie is concerned, because he didn't say anything, but he lied because he deceived him with the fur skins on his hands. Oh. Yeah, see? And what I was also thinking about is the fact that the fur would actually give him bulk. 
Okay, so we just got done talking about the fifth lie where Isaac came over to Jacob and felt his arms and he didn't he may not have said anything for that lie, but the fact is is that he did lie because he did have those skins on his arms. He also didn't yes. tell the truth, so technically it's a lie. Right. He didn't tell the truth about it, right. Okay, so uh, and he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy as his brothers Esau. So he blessed him. So here it is. So he blessed him. Then he said, are you really Esau, my son? And he said, I am. Line number six. Yep. Oh, it keeps going. And he said, bring it near to me. Oh, yeah. His food. Okay, sorry. Bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and ate and brought and brought him some wine to drink. And his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled. Uh, there's, the, there's the seventh lie. Because yep, he was wearing. Yep, number seven. Because he was wearing his brother's garments. And then he smelled them and then he saw that. Or then he realized, or, obviously, this is my son. So... I, just, I don't know if there's like super significance in here. If anybody has any comments on this one, listening to this, please chime in. But it's very interesting that there are seven very specific, distinct lies here about his identity. And I find it interesting that the last one is a kiss. There's this huge blessing that he he brings forth and gives to Jacob, thinking it was Esau. So he says... Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of the, of the field and the Lord bless. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth and the plenty of the grain of the wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you, masters over your brethren. And so that your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. Okay, so part of that blessing, do you guys realize, was the one that God gave to Abraham? Absolutely. And back then, though, when people did this, when they gave blessings, they were not like, like later on, basically, here, here's the thing. OK, so so let, let me let me I guess wrap this part of this up. So now it happened. Isaac finished blessing Jacob and then suddenly Esau shows up as Jacob is like walking out of the tent. Like literally, he like walks out of the tent, walks around the corner and not even like four seconds later, Esau walks in like his dad's not even digesting the food yet. And so Esau walks in. And so like I'll start with with uh, 20, uh, 33 here. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, who? Who? Who is the one who hunted the game and brought it to me? I ate of all of it before you came and I gave a blessing to him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. So here, here's the thing, like Isaac just realized he was duped by somebody. And yes. then here's, I guess, here's like a really interesting thing here. Verse 36, then Esau said, it is not rightly named, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted, see, there you go, that's his name, supplanted me these two times he took away from me my birthright, and now he look, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. 
And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me, Father? Okay. Does it seem to me like they're separating the birthright and the blessing? Or did Jacob take more than he should have? No, I think it's actually two different things. It sounds like I don't even think they go along the lines of each other at all. I think it's just from he took he took my birthright, and now he's taking my blessing. I mean, let's take a step backwards. I'm thinking to myself, if 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 you're God and you can't be God. He's sitting back and he's watching this whole thing going on. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's probably pulling everybody over. Hey, look at this. Look what's going on here. Watch what's going to happen here. This is unbelievable. And the blessing was given. And it was on. I don't, that's the whole thing. I don't understand that. <laughs> it's not for me to understand, but he stole the birth. Right. It's, it sounds to me, and I mean, I, I get your opinion on this. It sounds to me, if I can put two and two and two and two and two and two together and get four, or I'm sorry, get 12 here. 12. Uh, boom. Uh, it sounds like the birthright is more of the right to be the leader of the household, the priest, have all the responsibilities, etc., etc., and the blessing of the household is all of the 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 finances and the the wealth and the goodies does it but sound isn't like that, that also being the part of the father of a nation that's passed on i mean it was given to abraham and then it was passed on right is right. that what that could be maybe part- and that's right and that's what i'm kind of saying like it sounds it sounds like jacob in his mind at least from reading this, it sounds like in his mind, there was a distinct difference between the birthright and the blessing. So in his mind, it sounds like the birthright was something he didn't care to have. He didn't care because <laughs> he sold it for a, a bowl of soup and some garlic yeah. bread. You mean Esau? I'm sorry. Sold yeah, Esau it. sold it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So Esau yeah. seems to be differentiating these two. Well, and that's that's probably what he thought he sold, right? <laughs> right the birthright that's why he didn't take it serious because he was waiting for the big blessing at the end <laughs> right so he was thinking like i'm going to get the inheritance anyway because i'm the firstborn but as far as the birthright and being in charge yeah jacob can do it i don't want to do it now could it be okay let's go back to this whole mama's boy thing <laughs> so if you guys think about that i'm sorry you Obviously, they had their favorites, even though the fact that it, you're not supposed to have favorites. Right. These people kids, obviously did. Yeah, they, they obviously did. So, daddy's going to give you the ranch and the cattle, and then, but mommy didn't want you to have the ranch and the cattle. So, here you go, Jacob. You're going to be deceived. You're going to deceive your father instead of having like the house and everything else. And then he wanted the ranch and the cattle also. That's the way I look at it now. Right. Because you had the two separate favorites. Because dad was going to give you the ranch and the cattle and make sure the fact that you made your living, not the house anymore because you gave it away with bowl of soup. 
I would have been disappointed <laughs> in that kid. <laughs> so ridiculous. You know, I could just see I could just see Isaac going, Oh, Esau. Oh, son. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been duped twice, kid. Like son, son, do you remember when I said think before you do? <laughs> well, yeah, I thought you were joking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you really meant that, Dad? Oh, oh. <laughs> he was spoiled. Okay, so it goes down. So basically, Esau's like griping and crying at daddy. I mean, he's literally like weeping right here. Uh, it actually says like in verse uh, 38, it says, and Esau lifted up his voice and wept. So he's like crying at his dad, right? So his dad finally says, okay, listen, listen, listen. I might, I might have a blessing for you. And then he says, behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven above. And your sword shall you live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So, with these two things, it sounds to me like those two blessings were prophecies. Because remember earlier that, that thing that was, that was said to Rebecca, all the way back in 25, it said two Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be strong, stronger than the other, and the other shall serve the younger. Or the elder shall, shall serve the younger. So it sounds to me like these are actually prophecies, because if you look forward ahead of time, Esau, like all the way down to, so like we're skipping like many, many, we're, go, we're actually skipping all the way to Exodus in the book of Exodus, what ends up happening is uh, the Israelites leave their slavery in, in, in Egypt, mind you, and they go to the promised land. So basically they go back to Canaan or they go back to Israel. And when they start taking over the land, it's very fascinating. All of the people that get kicked out of that land are descendants of like Esau and Ishmael. They're all related to them. And I just, I find it funny because these like prophecies, these two like blessings, quote unquote, that get put to these sons end up coming true later on because Esau is blessed and he's like the father of several nations. And so is Esau, I'm sorry, Esau and Jacob, but Jacob ends up beholding and he ends up becoming the, those who bless or those who curse you get cursed and know those who bless you, bless you, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So it's just, just interesting to me. So but this ends very poorly. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. So basically, he's planning to kill his twin after his dad dies. And then a little bit later on in, in the chapter, toward the end of chapter 27, uh, Esau, I'm sorry, uh, Isaac and Rebecca tell Jacob to leave. So like down in verse 44, it says, And Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. And Jacob takes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of Jacob taking the wife of the daughters of Heth uh, like these who are daughters of the land. What good will come of my life then? So then verse, or I'm sorry, chapter 28, right in the beginning of chapter 28, Isaac calls Jacob by, and Jacob's, and, and then uh, Isaac says to Jacob, you shall not take up the wives of the daughters of Canaan. 
And then he commands Jacob to leave and go visit his mother's brother, Laban. And may God Almighty bless you. And then there's one more blessing that talks, that just kind of talks to him. And then he sends him out and says, go. This is Rebecca telling him this? No, no, no. This is Isaac. Isaac is telling him. Yeah. Rebecca goes to Isaac and she's like, uh, you know, trying to, she basically convinces Isaac to let Jacob, like force Jacob to leave and go marry, marry it all the way where Laban lives, basically. Okay. And so he does. So Isaac tells Jacob to go like pack your bags, boy. You're going to get a wife out there. I got a wife out there. It worked out great for me. Although she lied to me, <laughs> had some twins. We paid, <laughs> played favoritism. And yes. now your brother's going to try to kill you. Well, you know what? It may not have worked out that well for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that whole favoritism thing just blows me away. What? Like with the kids? Uh, yeah, with the kids. And it, it's, I mean, so many things we've read where there was favoritism that played in. I mean, I have four kids. Each relationship is different, but everybody is held at the same level. It's, I, I just, I mean, we know people that have had kids that had, there was favoritism involved, but it, it just blows my mind to think that you could do that. You love them. Oh, how can, how can you, yeah, I just don't get it. I, I don't know. It's, well, I don't know. Well, Isaac was an only kid and he got married to a woman he barely met. And, you know, I'm not saying anything against arranged marriages because sometimes they work out like very, very well. Actually, most yeah. of the time they work out very well. But I'm, I'm just saying like you kind of look at their past, or at least when it comes to Isaac. And like Isaac witnessed it a lot, too, in his, in his household because of Ishmael. Oh, what was it? The the. You know, the big, and we just went through it a couple of episodes ago, the bit, that big struggle between Ishmael and Isaac. And, you know, when Isaac came of age and there was that big fight and Ishmael's like, I was the firstborn and, da, 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 you know, and then all that stuff yeah. happens. And then Abraham actually had to kick out his other wife, his second wife and his firstborn kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying Isaac is not like immune to have seen any of this stuff. Like he was in the mix when he was little. And that's why God had that separation happen because otherwise it could have, it probably could have been much worse. But so, well, let me ask you this. Do you think it was the favoritism that ended up causing a lot of the strife between the twins? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the weird thing is that um, Rebecca played into it. She saw it and she wasn't going to allow it to happen. She was going to make sure that Jacob got his. And he ended up getting all of it, which is strange. Right. And I, I remember reading somewhere, and I don't remember where. Actually, I think it was Patriarchs and Prophets. Uh, a really good book. It's basically just like a, a, a disposition of all of Scripture, like all the way, like the first few books of, of the Old Testament type of things. So that's why it's called Patriarchs and Prophets. In that book, it actually describes uh, Jacob and Esau and like this whole promise. Uh, the author in that book actually ends up dis describing this and explains that everybody in the camp actually heard about this promise, just like what 
what Wayne, like what you were saying, this it's it's like people heard about it, but nobody took it seriously except for yeah. Jacob and Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like Noah. Like Noah? Noah preached every single day. I bet you he said something about it. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And no one listened. And then the rain came. And then the rain came. <laughs> and then that one monkey had to fight to try to get his place. <laughs> we got to get that t-shirt out. I know. I love it. Well, okay, hold on. Let me, let me no now that you guys know the whole story, at least we we've been through this whole story. So, what about what about when it when it comes to this whole thing? What because the prophecy said the older will serve the younger. That's what God told her, right? So what would have, what do you think would have happened if they would not have taken once again this family? This family seems to feel like there seems to be like, well, God's not going to take care of me, so I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Or like Sarai said, you know, well, God's obviously not going to have me, you know, be the father or be the mother of many nations. So I'm going to give you my handmaiden and then you can have a child through her. You know what I mean? Like they took it in their own hands. So what do you think would have happened if Rebecca and Jacob would not have taken that prophecy into their own hands and just let what what do you think God could have done to make this come come true? Okay. I would go with if you have a person that's normally wood bound and not actually a person that stays in the tent or do something like that. Majority of the time. They are not going to be the person. That sits still. To listen to other people's problems. You know what I mean? So they're not going to be. Like a true true leader. Jacob? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like he would be. Taken out of the authority figure. Or he would willingly take himself out of the authority figure. Not by a bowl of soup, though. Not by a bowl of soup. No. Well, okay, so so how would that have worked, though? Because how could have God fulfilled that prophecy if they would not have taken it into their own hands? Because Jacob would, by all rights, Esau would have gotten that blessing if they wouldn't have stepped in. I, I honestly think God knew. He knew that he knew that uh, I mean, he knew their heart. He knew their minds. He knew how this was going to turn out. And in a sense, it turned out just the way that it was supposed to. I, I don't know if that sounds weird or not. I just, I know that he knew what they would do. Okay. No, I mean, and that's a valid argument. I mean, like God already like a pre-foreign pre or a pre-knowledge type of thing. I almost, yeah. I almost think it personally, and once again, this is all speculation, but I think personally yeah. God would have probably, because I think it actually started the whole problem, I think started with a whole bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to the chili. I, it all comes down to the chili, baby. <laughs> I think if he would have just given his brother that soup and let him be on his way, I think this whole thing wouldn't have happened because think about. And I don't know if you, you guys familiar with the butterfly effect. Yes. Now, I don't think 
I don't think time travel is possible personally. For, there's a lot of physics reasons behind it and a lot of spiritual reasons. I don't think it's possible. But the butterfly effect is effect of if you so much as stub your toe instead of walking past that banister just fine and don't stub your toe, then it can this trickle effect can happen for that entire day, that entire week, that entire month, that entire year and completely change the course of events that could have happened if you wouldn't have stubbed your toe. Yeah. You know, and I think this would have been one of those moments. Like, I think it would have, if it, it started all the way back then, because I believe that God could have turned any situation that he had at his disposal to a blessing for the world and a blessing to the people like Jacob and Esau. Esau could have received that blessing and God could have convicted his heart to transfer that authority over to Jacob and nothing would have happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are so many permutations of how this could have turned out, but it turned out the way that it did, and you know, and here we are today reading about it. So, do you guys have any other last words before we go ahead and close this out? No, I'm good. This is a good discussion. It, it, I mean, we'll be thinking about this for a long time, but with the whole thing coming down to a bowl of soup, it makes me laugh. <laughs> See, here's and the t-shirts I, I, again. I think God worked it out just the way it was supposed to. Um, we all make mistakes, take paths that we're not supposed to. But I believe that things happen just the way he plans. It all comes down to a bowl of soup. I was yeah. going to put chili. Chili. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Okay, well, awesome. Let's, let's uh, close this out because you're... A little bit on the on the other side there with the phone. So, uh, Silly, why don't you close us out with a quick word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I hope the fact that our message actually comes true and is helpful to all those that are listening. And I hope the fact that all of our friends and family members see the light that you give us and also are helped with your word. In your name we pray. Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, this has been Justin. This has been Sully. This is Wayne. Excellent. And we love you guys. We will see you later. Take care. See ya. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know you can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast, podcast, what are they, fishing for whales? Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. And until Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it.
but in case you did, congratulations, you're one of the few. We love you. <laughs>